They, cause they, 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 you know they're going to get him the weapons. So he might as well stay right no, there. You should go to LA. Oh, my God. Everybody, welcome to another podcast, another show of Will Take On Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to join me today uh, on this special podcast. Whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, just hit that like and that subscribe button. Leave me a comment. Let me know how you feel about the show. Also, don't miss the opportunity to listen to me on Monday and Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on www.spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash WTOS. That information is in the description of this show. All right. Happy New Year to my brothers mm-hmm. that are joining me on this show. Mr. Mike Walker, Mr. Zach Cornoy, and Lou from New Jersey. They're all here. Let's get right into what happened in that game between the Saints and the Vikings. Pass interference or not pass interference, guys? As we were passing interference. Pass interference. I'm with the mm. fake. Pass interference. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what it was. Pass interference. Come on. But I the game it, wasn't going to loss on that. So, Lou, what's your take? Well, yeah, go say. What's up, Lou? What's your pass take? interference? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Now, so, in that last, in that last call, you know that that should have been reviewed. <laughs> But, Lou, I always thought when you're at home, you're supposed to get the call. That's what the normal case. The Saints do it. I mean, excuse me, the Patriots, they get every call at home. So, yeah. if I'm at home, I expect to get that call. The Saints got cheated again. Nick, thank you. Okay. Mm. There you go. Somebody put the voodoo no, the back Saints. Saints Oh, they, they voodoo didn't work. Their voodoo didn't work, so <laughs> somebody put it on them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So what kind of voodoo do you do? <laughs> um, let's just go back one day. Tom Brady and the Patriots are finished. They are out of the playoffs. They will not be attending the Super Bowl this year. Well, they will not be playing in the Super Bowl this year um, for the first time. And I guess that they've been in the last three Super Bowls. They won't be there this year. Wow. I didn't expect that reaction. Hey, check this out, Will. You brought it up. I'm riding with my coworker, all right, and uh, uh, my homeboy. He just said Bill Belichick coaching the Cowboys. What y'all think about that? I was like, whoa, that's deep. Bill Belichick coaching mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Can you imagine mm-hmm. Bill Belichick coaching the Cowboys? They give up a first round mm-hmm. pick and go ahead and get Bill Belichick. What no. you Mike, you Cowboys no. fan. You say no? Yeah. Mike, you're stupid. I, it, Bill well, no, no. You wait. Can you let me finish, sir? <laughs> okay, go ahead. You didn't let you didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead. That You're was, right. I didn't that, let you finish. That, that will be the best thing ever. But Jerry Jones will uh-huh. never hire Bill Belichick. See, that's what I say. He, he won't is. hire me either because he, he won't give up that co- control. He, he, and Bill Belichick ain't no chance. Yes. That's the reason why I say it'll, ne- it'll <laughs> never happen. 
No. Is it that Bill Belichick? Is it that Jerry Jones won't hire him, or does or Bill Belichick wouldn't put himself in that position? Both. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think yeah, both. Because look, no. Bill, Bill Belichick want to do it his way, and Jerry want to do it his way. But if Jerry want to win, he better go ahead and listen to Bill Belichick. Remember, that's why um, what you call it, uh, ex Giants coach. He he wanted to do, he want you know they bump heads. So you're right. They might can't coexist. But Jerry gonna try to tell Bill what to do. That's why Parcells didn't stay there that long because Parcells could. Yeah, deal Parcells. With him. That's why Parcells said, "Screw you." Exactly. So, I don't know. But what do you guys think about uh, the Patriots yesterday? Well, you, you know, I love it. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Dolphin fan, so I love it. I didn't think. I thought they were gonna pull it out to be honest with you, but they're running back. Took it to him. The age, his age is starting to show. I mean, he, he, he's now. Oh, you saw that man right here talking about Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> yes, because he, listen, listen, the ball, some of those passes that he threw that right. was short. I mean, he was short on some, short on some of some of those passes. Uh huh. So I mean, it's starting. You know, man, the man's been in the league what twenty years. Yeah. So, it's, so it's you gonna to put that? Him, you gonna put that? You gonna put that loss on Tom Brady? No, no, no not all of it. Cause the other hey, part of it's on Tom Brady, and the other part is uh, Derrick Henry, the choo-choo train. They couldn't stop it. <laughs> Derrick Henry ran the ball. So you say it's not, it wasn't Tom Brady's fault? It's Derrick Henry's fault they lost. Which is true. Yeah, it is. And we have phenomenal games. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. Derrick uh, uh, Henry, Henry ran the ball 34 times. He ran the ball 34 times for 180. Okay, so I don't get I don't get all this phenomenon that everybody's trying to say about Tom Brady in regards to what's going on. Hold on back for a second. But everybody's trying to um, talk about how Tom Brady is to blame for this, and I don't agree with that because even though Derrick Henry ran the ball for 180, 182 yards, they were only up by one, and the Patriots had a chance. Now, they, they dropped some passes in that game too. It wasn't like the Patriots was blown off the, uh, the field yesterday. They had their chances, even with what Tennessee was doing. So. I think I think some of that just got to be with hey okay let's give Tennessee some credit and not try to put blame on anybody. Anybody agree with that assessment? I well, do. You can, I do. Even though y'all can't hear a person I'm riding with, right? So he blamed Tom Brady mm-hmm. all the way, and I agree with you. You can't blame Tom Brady. Just blame. Man, just give Tennessee credit. You can't. You can't. You can't. Man, y'all hear that? Touchdown, man! Come on, man. Yeah. Y'all hear Tennessee that? Tennessee Brady not ever throw a touchdown. You say he, he, he need a right here, So he blamed Tom Brady. He blamed Tom Brady all the way. Say Tom Brady is throwing touchdowns. Hold on, hold on, man. on. Let's, let's get D. Let's get D in the conversation. D just joined us. Hey, man, <laughs> happy New Year. Tell you what's going on. Right. Not a whole lot, man. Uh, listen, a little bit of sleep. I've been peed on about five times, but aside from that, everything is awesome. Right. Congratulations again, Daddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. He's he awesome, too, man. He's going to be tall. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. All right, Mr. Yeah, Patriots, man, what you think about what you, What's your assessment on the game yesterday? 
hey man, look, we it wasn't nothing new yesterday. Like we've had those same issues when they were nine and one. Y'all remember me saying, you know, what I mean, we got problems. We we listen. We didn't have no receivers. They, that's why they took the flyer on Antonio Brown. But you know, I mean, that didn't work out. He just he needed targets. And he didn't have any yesterday. That Patriots offense is predicated on timing and precision. Well, it's hard to be precise when you got people who can't run and can't create separation. There wasn't no Brady. It was just he didn't have a lot of targets yesterday. The better team that day won. That's really all that matters. Hey, hey, fellas, listen to this. I'm just saying, what about the other 10, 12 games that they won with these same receivers and wasn't nobody seeing them when they were winning? Uh-huh. All when they lose. But that, that's not that's not true, though. That's not true. If you've been on this show and you've heard us talk, we've had that conversation before. Everybody knew that they had issues. And the thing about the playoffs is the playoffs tend to expose things that you can kind of mask with design and stuff during the regular season. They knew they had issues. If they didn't have issues at receiver, they would have never took a chance on Antonio Brown. They would have never traded a pick, which the Patriots don't do. They don't trade picks for Muhammad Sanu. They had a problem that they were trying to fix. It was easier to cover it last year because you had Gronkowski, so the defense had so much more to worry about in the middle of the field. You could get by with mediocre receivers. It just wasn't happening this year. You had no middle-of-the-field threat, and aside from Phillip Dunsett, you had no threat that could take the top off the defense. So everybody was just sitting on every under route. The Patriots are predicated on speed, timing, and precision. Well, if they can jam your receivers and just not worry about the middle of the field or the top of the defense, it gets a lot, lot harder. It's not about Brady or whoever back there with the keys. If he ain't got no targets that can get open, you ain't going to have nowhere to throw the ball. That's just it. They got away with a lot of close gimmies this year. They, we got lucky in a lot of games. Let's, let's be honest. We got lucky a lot of times. Just not yesterday. Well, you you know, when you're looking at all the commentators, they were just trying to bail them out. I mean, it's been there, like you said, man. But when they win, it's not an issue. It was when they were losing. And all it was is they were just playing better teams when they were losing. I mean, it, right. eight of them wins was a team that was under 500. So, you know, it's what it is. And like, like you said, man, I mean, you, you're right on all those points. But nobody, most Patriots fans won't say what you just said. What team you root they, for? They, what team you root for? So, in, in which, in which Antonio Brown, I'm a Fort Niners fan. We've been bad for a long time, mm-hmm. so I'm taking what we can get. But I'm still not even going to believe it in my team. I see Guapo really stand up in a big game like he should. He's been getting bailed out, too. But, um, That's true. But really? as far as with Brown, yeah, the Patriots don't never do that. But how many how many times do you have an opportunity to get a player like Antonio Brown? So with women wanting to win, they took a chance. Well, I'm going to disagree well, I don't, with you. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily that. Yeah. I think it was just that they yeah, don't listen, we have a problem, and we got somebody that might be able to help us fix it. Listen, Tom Brady don't invite anybody to come live at his house. Tom Brady invited Antonio Brown to come live at his house because he knew what kind of situation he was in. TB12 played a long game. He knew that the playoffs yeah. were coming, and he needed a target when it mattered. Julian Edelman led the league in drops this year. That never happened. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Let me bring in one, one second. Now, I'm going to let you make your point, but let me bring in one more guest. Mr. Walter is joining us. How you doing, Walter? Happy New Year to you, sir. 
Good evening. Happy New Year's. I hope everyone can hear me loud and clear. Good evening, Walter. Got you. Got you loud and clear. Appreciate you do- taking, the, taking the time to join this conversation today. We're talking about the Patriots game yesterday. Um, I say Tom Brady don't deserve really hardly to no blame in that game yesterday. If you ask me, I saw a lot of drop passes. Um, I didn't see much separation by his wide receivers. And they were only down one with a, you know, with a possibility to make a last drive. But, hey, that was a heck of a punt. I got to give it to Tennessee. They did win. I want to get your take, Walter. What do you think? What did you think about the Patriots game yesterday? Uh, I agree with you 100%. That that game basically was there was no separation for Brady. His receivers couldn't do what they needed to do. And, you know, here it is. The, the pupil ends up understanding the master's game plan, and he uses it to profession against them, I believe. Great point. Anybody want else? Anybody else want to chime in? Yeah, I'm because y'all saying um, Brady don't have he don't don't have any culpability in this thing. But what what about all those passes he was throwing in the dirt? Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I got to give you a hand clap on that culpability. That's a big word. Okay, keep going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, Mike. Mike, I, I I can answer that one for you, Mike. You don't see Tom Brady throw passes in the dirt. The reason why he was doing that is his, is either throw it in the dirt or give a receiver who probably going to drop it a chance yeah. to drop it or not catch it. And if he, listen, he had to. Those windows were so small. Even the last even the last place the dude picked out, where that ball hit the receiver in the hands? Right off his hands, right into Logan Ryan's hands. It, he threw a lot of dirt balls this season because nobody was open. That's why you saw him frustrated most of the year because nobody was open. You're talking about a, a, a six-time champion who was used to having receivers. Even if they were no-name receivers, they at least knew what they were doing. You out there playing with a skeleton crew. I'm not taking nothing away from Tennessee. That's just, it is what it is. So he, those, those passes in the dirt was intentional. Yeah, a lot of times it was. Well, it's on him then. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't that. Mike, Mike's not gonna give Tom Brady a pass. No, he, he no, just will no, not do it. No, you, if you're gonna, it, hey, when it's going good, hey, when, when it when it's going good, you give him all the praise. So when he met, when he messes up, I'm I'm nailing I'm putting nail in the coffin. I, hey, so I'm, I'm, you, I'm just, just, just like my quarterback. I for the Cowboys, he sucks, and and then when he, when I think he yes. sucks, I I give him the business. What did What did you think about Drew Brees play today, Mike? What did you think about Drew Brees? <laughs> it wasn't a typical Drew Brees uh, performance. Turn, he turned the ball over, getting the ball knocked out of his hand, fumble. Hey, father, hey. Father time catching up with all those old boys. I agree. This is not the the, um, Drew Brees that we all know. I mean, he was really off. off And like you said, ages catch up with it, even with the best. He wasn't the same same Brees we know. Agreed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna bring him back, breeze back next year with a big contract, and let and let old boy go. 
he no, have a they'd be contract. crazy he too. Only, he only, yeah, he only makes twenty three million, Mike. He's not making yeah. what the the young the young guys are getting. He's only getting like twenty something million dollars a year. Well, compared well, to well. Carson Wentz and Derek Goff and all of those guys and Russell Wilson, <laughs> that is. Right. That <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. I think. Did you speak? Go ahead. No, nah, I was gonna say I think I think the Saints I think the Saints knew the same thing that the Patriots did. The Saints knew they only had one real weapon aside from Kamara in the receiving game too. That's why they bought Antonio Brown in for a workout. These listen, these people ain't stupid. They they know what they're looking at and they know the playoffs coming and people tend to take away what you do best. Michael Thomas wasn't gonna have and, an efficient game today. Mike Zimmer was gonna make he, sure of that. Did. So they knew we had to have somebody else. And right. you're right, D, because he did not. And for all those who were killing Xavier Rose, that Miami Norland product, I know he went to Florida State, but he's from Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that boy balled out. Um, Xavier Rose played a great game today. I know he got burned on the deep ball, but Xavier Rose stood up to Michael Thomas because he was the guy that was primary, primarily guarding him today. So I, got, I think Xavier Rose need to get some love because he got burnt. I mean, he got toasted on Twitter when he got burnt on that deep ball, that punt that Drew Brees threw in the air. But – Michael Thomas got taken away. He got taken away today, and get a get a Vikings credit. Get a, hey, let's give Kirk Cousins some credit. Anybody want to give Kirk yeah. Cousins some love? Yes, yeah. yeah. some love. I'm, no, I'm watching, I'm watching it right now, and they're giving him a little love because they're standing no. for the game. He can't win. He can't win a big game. Oh, no. I think all in yeah. all in favor didn't say I. I gotta know. I got to know. know. Who gave me that note? I, Who gave me that note? I, I, no, I, I mean, you, you, got, you, got, you got to give quarterbacks that do when their time comes to, to, to nah, step up to the big nah, stage. I didn't, nah, I didn't expect nah. Ryan Tannehill to do, do as good as he did, mm. is, you know, where he's been at I, right I, now. I can't say that. I thought he was going to do well. I'm just – I don't want to give Kirk Cousins no love because he was on my fantasy team, and every time I played him, he was horrible. And then he showed up. Oh, okay. I got you. I got That's you. all. It's, it's personal. It's personal on that one. The size of that, he did great. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know where you were going with that, so I just wanted to hear it. <laughs> All right, uh, Walter, I want to know from you, was was that last play of the game between um, New Orleans and Minnesota, was that pass interference or not pass interference? I'm, I, I'm I apologize. I, I didn't see that. I didn't see the ending of the game because my wife and daughter, unfortunately, had it on something else. So I'm, I'm looking on the news on the Internet, and I've seen it flash, and I'm like, oh, God, they lost. That man, so I, I would have that man got a happy marriage. That man got a happy marriage mm-hmm. because he gave up his wife on a playoff. He gave his TV on a playoff game. That man got a happy marriage. <laughs> hey, so, look, especially hey, when you can catch the replay. Especially you can catch the, yeah. See, I'm watching the other game now. The game I really wanted to watch was Seattle and, uh, uh, who is this? Philly. Um, and the Eagles. And so that's the game I really watch. wanted to see. Yeah, but Carson Wentz got knocked out of the game. Jadavion Clowney knocked him out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's sure time right now. Hey now, Will, I just seen I just seen seen the um the the pass in the end zone with um with what's the name number eighty two from um 
Yeah, Cal, Cal Rudolph. Cal Rudolph. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I you can't call that pass interference. And the only reason Whoa. is because they both. Are you not? And they both. They both. They hey, the defensive back was gra- grabbing grabbing the man's arm and he was pushing off. Zach, you disagreed with that earlier, or was that Lou that disagreed with that earlier? Lou, Lou, Lou still disagreeing. <laughs> that yeah, had that's a... pass interference. There was no, it was that was not clean at all. There was pass interference. Mm. I, I, I say it was a great no call. I'm, I'm sticking with mine because both because the defensive right. back was grabbing grabbing his arm, and he, yes, he did push. He did push back. He did push him. Yes, and the, and, the, and the defensive back was holding, so it's a great no call. Or or the so, NFL could just be punish, the NFL could just be punishing Sean Payton for bringing in Antonio Brown. Wow! <laughs> you think so? No, no, don't. don't, don't I'm just on a I'm just on a conspiracy out there. That's all. You know, you Zach, <laughs> Zach, so you shouldn't even Zach, you shouldn't even commented on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that that wheel got a smile from ear to ear now. Right. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I, that's just my thought. Yeah, yeah, All right. So, yeah, what if, so who's gonna stop the Patriots? Who's gonna stop the Patriots? I mean, who's gonna stop the Ravens now in the AFC? Did did the, did the Patriots lose? Just uh, losing make the Patriots get the Ravens a clear sell to the Super Bowl? <laughs> if, they, if they can't stop Big Boy from running the ball. Because the big boys can can run the ball, score the game. Anyway, so it don't matter. Huh? I I can't see anyone stopping Lamar Jackson. You got, hey, the one person I thought the game plan against him was Bill Belichick, and that's a no-no. He's done. That was my thought. Yeah, I I would agree. I I don't think anybody really got a shot anyway, I think. Even if they had played the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots had a shot this year. Not this year. They didn't have enough firepower to keep up with them. You need bullets in the gun to play that through. We ain't got no bullets. And Kansas City don't play defense. They sure don't. Kansas City don't play no defense. They may not play defense, but they can score 30 points. Well, well, you know what, Mike? That's that that sound good. That sound good. But the truth is, the Ravens, aside from the Patriots, they probably had the second best defense in the AFC. Yeah. And when you watch uh, New England and Kansas City play, it was clear. Like New England shut them down. The Ravens should have beat Kansas City by two touchdowns, but they took both of the defensive touchdowns. But they have uh, a little great Terry, against physical defense. Was was uh, was Terry Hill playing there? Who? Heel, um, the, the yeah, he 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 was back. No, he was back that game. Yeah, he was, but he was back that game. But this is the thing, though, Mike. Uh, I agree with you, except for the fact that just like New England, um, Baltimore got two all pro corners. They can fan them up and put pressure on um, on Mahomes. Mahomes don't like getting hit, like. You know what I mean? You see a game where he plays, he get jumpy in the pocket when he get hit. And you know, you watch Baltimore play, they're going to be bringing blitz from every angle. They're going to be throwing people out of the bleachers. They're going to get hit I mean, a bunch. I, I, I honestly, I mean, I think um, Baltimore is going to probably win it, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as y'all think they're going to 
Yeah. So you don't you're not yeah, giving the Texans a shot in next. You don't think the Texans can go in nah. there for the upset against Kansas City? No. Nah, they they shouldn't have won yesterday. Sean Jackson is going you know, to cash I'm, in. Some of them extra red zone trips. That game would have been a blowout. I just want to see a nice, entertaining, um, you know, marquee of Deshaun versus um, Lamar. And I think that's the only reason why I'm kind of rooting for Houston, um, <laughs> only because I would love to see. Nah. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, think, think, think about it. <laughs> it From a marketability standpoint, the NFL, you know, can really, you know, two exciting black young quarterbacks. Versus, you know, your – put it this way. If those two don't make it to the Super Bowl, you know what they're going to really start to push? They're going to push this Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes thing because, True. you True. know, what do you see on television? Them two. State Farm. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather uh, see – you read my mind. Nobody read my mind. John Washington and Lamar Jackson – you know. Okay. And then let, let me Lamar ask you Jackson this. Walter, well, let me ask you this about Lamar Jackson. Let me, let me. I had this conversation with someone. And I said, okay, the NFL is getting ready to change. It's getting ready to change. The pocket passer is getting ready to go away. And let's just call a spade a spade. The mobile quarterback okay. is going to okay. look like me. He's going to, he's going to have skin color like me. But Lamar Jackson <laughs> throws a monkey wrench in the program. Because Lamar Jackson, he is hip-hop. He's urban all day, every day. Right. And he is not quite that marketable. I heard what you said about marketability between Mahomes and uh, Watson and Jackson. But do you see Jackson ever being the face of the NFL like a Brady, a Breeze, a Manning, a Marino, a Elway, a Young? Do no. you see that no. marketability yeah. happening? Uh, or? No, you won't. Hey, I, you may – Number one, no. get ahead. a speech. Yeah, get a speech coach. You know that. Repeat that. I didn't. Get it. Repeat that. I didn't get it. I said he. I didn't repeat what. He's gonna have to get a speech coach. It's not happening. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no I mean, you the, right NFL, the NFL. The NFL has had its history about who they want to promote in terms of the quarterback. Um, with you know marketability and. It's a real. You see a real big push with Aaron Rodgers in terms of, you know, with marketability and television and different things. You know, I could easily see the torch being passed from Tom Brady over to Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers is is, is fortunate to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. You'll start hearing that this is Aaron Rodgers' league. Uh, but I would rather to see Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. And then let Lamar Jackson take on Aaron Rodgers, so you can have that. And again, from a marketability standpoint, it goes to the pocket passer or your, your today innovative, you know, quarterback. If you remember any given Sunday, Al Pacino can easily be your Bill Belichick. Uh, Al Pacino can easily be, you know, your uh, your, your Mike McCarthy, and you have Jamie Foxx. And you have Dennis McQuaid. What type of quarterback are you going to go with? Mm. That's deep right there. Anybody know? Right. That was deep right there. 
I wish I wish Urban Meyer would coach the Miami Hurricanes. So since we are the witching thing, yeah. I wish Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know? Everybody's entitled to a wish. Yes. Hey, hey you'll be on pro you'll hey, be on probation in five years, but you're gonna get a ring out of it. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's exactly. That's, hey, the whole point is to win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Play to win. That's true. All right, guys. I want yeah, I want to yeah. transition over to something something else real quick. Um, this story was, I guess, it's inspired by what happened with the Miami Hurricanes, but it's not really totally about Miami Hurricanes. It's about uh-huh. just football, sports in general. Can you have a subordinate have more experience than the head coach, and should that subordinate listen to the head coach or should it be a situation where the head coach is deferred to the subordinate? I'm going to start with you first, Mr. Walter. Repeat the questions for me. I'm sorry. Okay. Assistant coach has more experience than the head coach. Head coach is obviously making mistakes during the course of a game, and assistant coach is giving advice, but the head coach says, oh, I'm in charge on the boss. I don't want to hear anything you got to say. Should it be a situation where the head coach should put his ego aside and say, you know what? You do have head coaching experience. Maybe I can defer to you in this situation. Is that is should that be a possibility, or is it the head coach is final? If I make a mistake, I'm just gonna make a mistake, and I'm gonna learn from it. If a head coach hmm. takes that position, if that head coach takes that position, then he's setting himself up for failure. Because Whoa. in the business in the business world, smart business people will surround themselves with people who are talented and sometimes even more talented in certain areas that they may That's not be right. So yeah. and I re- I remember the example Remember the Titans. Here you had Will Payton and Denzel Washington. They both had their strengths. They both had their weaknesses. But when both coaches in the moment of getting to the championship, realized that they needed to be able to pull on each other's strengths to make up for their deficits. I mean, and that's just life. I believe that's just a life principle that we can all pull from as men. And so I believe any true head coach who wants to coach will surround themselves with those types of coaches that I I refer to and remember the title. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, back that up. Mm. I agree with that 100. percent Smart people, no, and, and I'm not trying to be Hollywood. Themselves. I'm not trying to make a script. You, I oh, mean, oh no, that that may, but that's what you should do. Listen, if you're gonna do anything, why would you get somebody who either knows only what you do or less than what you do? And you can get exactly. somebody that knows more than you do in a particular area. That's what makes a strong team. That's what makes a strong unit. The head coach just needs to be a good administrator, and they just have to have be a a mutual respect. Right. There might be a situation where the older dude might not know something. Perfect example is um your buddy Nick Saban. All the Saban's assistants that leave him are really good at whatever it is that they're good at. He don't try to make them not be less than what they are. A, a good administrator, a good leader can take advantage of the people's skills around them, and they still have a workable relationship. That's what you have to have. If I'm a head coach, I want the best people I can get. We'll work out the rest later. Exactly. Right. True. Right. You make a mistake, you make a mistake, but, you know, that's where that's where your, your assistant coaches are there for, to help back you up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just the, and, the understanding think, of the re- respect of the chain of command is the biggest thing. As long as you have that, right. you, you can always be successful with people that may know more than you. And I think both coaches, head and assistant, have to be strong enough mentally where they can shut out the noise where the media is trying to say, okay, if they go on a losing streak, you remember the situation with Eric Stroke? You know, yes, I know they had LeBron James. Yes, I know they had Chris Bosh. Yes, I know they had Dwayne Wade. Well, what was the first thing they started screaming the first year when Miami first got together? Pat Riley. Get Pat Riley down. Pat Riley. Yeah. And, and, and you see how strong of a coach Pat Riley is if he was the head coach mm-hmm. and Eric Spoelstra was the assistant. He believed enough mm-hmm. in Eric that he could be able to manage those egos and that talent to be able to perform. And I think yeah, but a true head coach. Maybe help. Maybe head, help. I mean, he, Go ahead. Let me help y'all a little bit. What, let me help y'all a little bit. What happened in that situation was Dwayne Wade stood up to LeBron James. Dwayne Wade said, "Trust me, you do not want to go through a Pat Riley practice. <laughs> you you yeah. might like that, but you don't want to go mm-hmm. through a Pat Riley practice." So Dwayne Wade kind of he pushed LeBron back on that. And plus, I think Dwayne, because of his relationship with Spo, wanted to give Spo the opportunity to make it work. You know, Spo came up with him through the organization. Spo taught him. Spo taught him how to shoot jumpers. He worked with Dwayne, you know, when, you know, he was having his difficulty taking outside shots. So a lot of that had to do with the relationship that Spolstra and Dwayne Wade had. So that's why LeBron got that pushback. But, Zach, what do you think about that uh, that dynamic between the head coach and the assistant coach? No, no, it, it's true. Cause I, you know what I, I think about when you said that this is not sports-related, but it is. Jimmy, um, Jimmy Carter, back in the day, Jimmy Carter stated, he said the reason he was only a, pre- a one-term president because he didn't hire people smarter than him or as smart as him. He thought it was okay to hire, you know, lesser people. And so you got to have, it's true, you got to have those type of people around you. Okay? So I agree with everything with what he said. So your coaches, but now it's, but now the only thing is, I think in the end, um, you can take that coach's advice. If you if you if you're making mistakes and he corrects you, what's wrong with that? Some people can't handle that. Some 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 uh, people that are in charge can't handle that. Uh huh. You say you say some coaches can't handle it, but now it's a way to do it. Now now if you blatantly just disrespect me in front of the whole team and make me look bad, then of course hey 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 we got problems. Then I get right it. right right. You, it's a way you do it. It's how you do it. You can't just be like hey coach hey how. You know, you got to come to him with respect. A head coach is only as good as his assistant coach. Right. I, I can just be a prime example of last year, last college football season. He and Tyler Hatton. Mm-hmm. Willie Tiger, prime example. Mm-hmm. When his assistant let him down and got him fired. I have someone say, Willie Tiger should never take the FSU job. <laughs> well, a lot of people say right. that. A lot, a lot of people say that. should have never take that job. But, oh, okay. But, but, you're a Florida but, State fan. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. If, you, you're, if, if you, you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, you've been a Miami Hurricanes fan, and that's your dream job, and you, <laughs> and you, and you got offered your dream job, you're going to turn it down? No. Huh? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends. In that situation, I would yeah. have. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it depends. Well, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Can, can I get that one? Can I get that one for you, Mike? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You can't say that. You can't say that, Zach. The only issue that he had with taking that job wasn't that he wasn't capable of it. It was a whole lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes as for who you can and can't hire. We ain't got enough money for this. We can't do this. Exactly. We can't do that. It, it was, it was so, more than – No, 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 but I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I bet you, I bet you money that I probably don't have right now that he didn't have the equal <laughs> of an idea going in that that was going to be okay. the case. He probably got a real awakening once he got in the list. It wasn't no, it's no different than what we had in the White House eight years ago. Mm-hmm. He got the job, uh-huh. and then nobody at the job wanted to give him what he did to do the job right. It happens. Okay, I got it. He, he shouldn't have took the job. It just, he might have, should have done a little bit more research as to what he was going to be able to do and what he wasn't before he said, okay, I'll do it. But just like Mike said, it was his dream job. He probably didn't even think that much. If if if, if Microsoft called me today and was like, hey man, I got the job that you have wanted to do since you were 18, it really wouldn't be nothing for me to think about. I knew it was gonna be a boatload of money, and I haven't got to work no more. I'm gone. <laughs> but you know, but you know he, he made out like a bandit. They fired right. him. He made out. But you, but that <laughs> I think you do take. I do. I think you do take your dream job. I think if you get that opportunity, <laughs> but. If it don't work, it don't work. You can just say, you can always say, hey, I tried it. But one of the things I think any person should do before they take a job is do your research about what it's going to require to get that uh-huh. job done correctly. You know, right. I think really Taggart maybe should look more into what, what really did happen with Jimbo Fisher. Was it all Jimbo or was it the administration not trying to back him? You know what I'm saying? I think he could have probably just done just a little bit more research on that situation because I, I think anytime someone is trying to hire you or you're trying to get a job or they're trying to bring you on, they're going to point out, they're uh-huh. going to highlight the good points. They're going to they're going to make okay. themselves shine. Somebody highlights so, the bad. That's just like going to marriage. Exactly. You don't you're not going <laughs> you don't tell your wife to be that you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, hey, wait, you wait, wait. Is she around? Yeah, but if she around you long enough, she'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it before you say after. Yeah. Hey, and, and, and listen, let me let me let me let me say this too, Zach, because you yeah. know, listen, Norville is here. Norville is here, and he took right. that job. But I guarantee you, somebody has taken him aside and explained to him how to change the command of that word. This president and the AD around here don't run that. The boosters run things nope. around here. You want to make sure stuff go right, you need to make us happy. I can guarantee you somebody mm-hmm. had that conversation with him already. So even with him, there are probably some things that he done ran into since he's been here, even though it looked like he's doing a good job, that he was like, man, I ain't know I was going to have to deal with this person right here because they're not exactly. even in an official capacity, but you still have to deal with them people. It happens. If the boosters okay. are, the, are the ones that run the show. That's you know, how every business that's almost yeah. every business, though, Mike. The big money, whoever's the big money or whoever's providing the big money, that's who pretty much most of the right. time runs corporations. That's how it works. Run big business. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, and Derek, um, down as you brought him up, I think he's doing a, a, a decent job on pay. He ain't played a game yet. Right, he did a good job whoa, 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 of holding whoa, whoa, on whoa, to Willie Taggart's recruits. Whoa, 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 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then I said on paper. Now, since all y'all want to jump in, he, said he, only, he, he ain't played a game yet. Since, you ain't, since, you, since, since all of y'all done jumped in and said, oh, he, 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 we already got two quarterbacks, which we did have in, in two, I don't care. two other recruits. I don't care. You ain't played a game yet. I don't care. You ain't played a game yet. I don't care. Yeah. I don't and, care about recruiting. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to lose that battle. I don't care about recruiting. I don't care about recruiting. I don't care about those 70-year-olds that ain't played a game at Florida State yet. When he plays a game at Florida State next August and September, I'll give you your love that he, okay, yeah, Mike, he's good. But yeah, don't tell me about some I, you know you, you know how I feel about you, what you think about recruiting. So you so you, so that, you can keep that to yourself. So what do you think about your – So what do you think about your offensive coordinator y'all just hired? I don't care about him. He ain't done nothing for Miami. He was at SFU. SFU played in the last conference. I don't care about him. Right. He's going to have to prove it to me when they play a game next September. I don't care about what – This is one time I agree with Will, 1,000%. Okay? I was fooled by the I won't be fooled again. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I truly don't care about this guy. I've seen all the stats and everybody jumping up and down. And I was like, yeah, you jumped up and down because Eno came from Alabama. You jumped up and down because Coley came from Florida State after Florida State won a national title. All the offenses suck, 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 and suck. I'm with Will this time. Will, I'm Come with back. you. <laughs> Normally, hey, I would disagree, but I'm with you a million percent. Hey, look. Oh, no. look everybody, listen, every, everybody have that same optimism. When, listen, it's like getting a new toy that you ain't plugged yeah. in the wall yet. You don't know what it's going to do until you plug it up and the screen don't come on. Then you're going to be mad. It's the right. same thing. We won't know, just like Will said. We won't know. Listen, spring games look awesome. Remember FSU, all of us were jumping up and down after the spring game last year. It looked great. Yeah. And we looked like we were going to do something. Uh, maybe next time. So with Miami, it's the same <laughs> thing. They were all happy about it. Right. Everybody was thrilled about, you know, Hurricane family yep. jumping up and down about Mark Rick. How'd that yep. work out for y'all? Yep. I know, right? So, I'm, I'm, I'm with Will. I'm with Will and Zach. Until they do something, hey, this time day, this is one time I'm following Will footsteps. I'm, until mm-hmm. I, you know, until don't I see results on the field, don't I don't do care. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, I don't even fancy. Don't fall off the damn cliff. Hey, hey, Will. I love my boy, but don't do it. Don't you dare do it. All I right. warned you now. I'm a, I'm <laughs> Be quiet, Mike. Be quiet. Listen, I will, I will, I, if anybody got anything in sports they want to talk about, give us a topic that you would think I do. that uh, you, would, you would like to bring to the floor. Go ahead, Zach. Okay, well, you know, um, and, and I hate always being the guy that bring up the sad stuff, but this is one time, Will, you know about the man from um, the, the Georgia Tech recruit that, that killed himself? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. man. And then, so what I want to discuss, man, you know what I want, always say, man, if you got a family member that needs some help or you think they need help, Get them help, and, and this is this is a black and white thing. Because we in the black community, you know that don't happen to us. Oh, that ain't us. You don't or shut your mouth. You don't do that. That's not true. Okay, if you think your no. child, your family, or anybody needs some help, get them some counseling or some therapy, man. And that's what that child needs. Because I listened to his mom, all the signs were freaking there, and she didn't get him the help that he needed. Talking about, huh? That, that, that's other people. And the longer okay? you wait, the worse it can get. Exactly. Yeah. Get the help. Yeah. The, that's that, that's my I thing, agree. Will. Okay, because he killed this. This man went in the front of the train, just stood there because he heard voices 
and his parents knew he was hearing these voices before, and she didn't get any help. So that's my thing, Will. And I, and, I, and again, I know I'm always, I kind of like, but it needs to be addressed and bring, you know, bring to the forefront. Get your family members some help. Life. If they need, if you need help, yeah, I, if you need help, get I, help. I, I like to chime in on exactly. what Zach is saying. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a bigger problem than what people think, and I think it's a real big problem with football players because if all of us remember, remember, you couldn't play tackle football until you was like ten or twelve or something like that. Right. At one Very time. True. Well, see now they letting these kids play tackle football at seven, eight. Right. And you know we call it we call it getting your bell wrong. Well, there, listen, there's there's yeah. not it's not strange that you have more violent activity between young people that play football. You have more suicide attempts. You having all this outrageous behavior, and everybody like, what's wrong with these kids? Because they brain right. rocked so early in life. They, you know True. what I mean? Like your skull ain't even hard enough to really be yeah. smacking around like you do when you're seven or eight years old. So I'm not saying that's what happened to him. No, no, no. That played a big part. Think, you're correct. You're yeah, correct. I do think that that's playing a big part in a lot of stuff that's going on with a lot of our young men that play football. And I didn't even see that perspective early. of it. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, they start playing too that, early. Think about yeah, I got a newborn right now. My other son is 13. And even though he played when he was young, I ain't pushing for him to play football right now. I need his brain to work when he's 35. Ooh, I don't need him right. to be walking around here with, with short-term memory loss and angry outbursts and stuff because he can't remember nothing when he's 25. True. That's what football does. It can give you a great living, but it can also ruin the rest of your life. That's just the truth. Two questions. Two questions. Two questions. Number one, I'm not familiar with not familiar with the story, so I'm, and he's got to help me out. Number one, where was the father in this? Uh, well, no, we, we're not going to get into that. We don't know where the father was. But just the point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to get to that aspect of it. The point no, is, no, 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 I, no, I was just trying to make. Here. If you need help, no, 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 get the help. Now we're not going to go there because we know there are a lot no, of black homes here, with fathers missing. Okay. Okay, I'm not trying to take it down the direction that way. But uh-huh. number one, where was the uh-huh. father? And then number uh-huh. two, what number two, um of what they said about this kid, what was his uh-huh. mental state what was his uh-huh. mental state in terms of you know, he was going through because I know a particular uh young man right now. Okay, uh, uh-huh. and I'm familiar with you know for privacy purposes, he, he he had a very tough upbringing. And every time I play with this young man, you know, in terms of a big brother and a little brother, you mm-hmm. know, the first thing that comes to my mind is this guy can play football because when he hits me with with wrestling, I said he can play football. But at the same time, what goes to my mind is if I'm not uh-huh. actively involved in this young man's life. And if he doesn't learn how to properly deal with his drama in his past, mm-hmm. when the pressure of football and stuff comes, money, sex, drugs, all that that comes with it. If uh-huh. if our young young uh-huh. men are not mentally stable, where they can uh-huh. be, you know, okay. it's going to it's going to eventually affect them. Where, like you said, the guys talking about hearing voices. And I'm talking about to mm-hmm. the point where a young boy um, at two years old is crying in a hotel room where your mother mm-hmm. is strung out on drugs and your father is mm-hmm. a drug dealer. 
You, you understand? Right. We're talking about our young men going through stuff like that. Correct. And then you're using football as an outlet. Right. Uh-huh. And, and so what right. happens when you use that football as an outlet and it tell you to control that aggression and he doesn't know how right. to control it? Okay, because you've already told him he better not put his hand on a woman. You've already told right. him you've made it perfectly clear to him. True. You've made it perfectly clear to him about firearms and not carrying guns around and marijuana. So mm-hmm. what does he deal with all that, that aggression? So, mm. you know, that's a... That's, that's, you know, and Will, I thank you for subscribing to the channel, for the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That's no just some of the stuff. You're just giving me content for my next video. So I, I appreciate okay. the topic. And then my last no question doubt. was, Will, if you can mm-hmm. just type me the young man's name so I can do my further research. Because, believe me, that is an upcoming video I am going to do. Listen, okay, cool. Listen, can, I, can I add something to that real quick, everybody? I don't know if y'all remember, but Mike, Mike probably does. Um, Florida State had a, a, a guy that was on campus when I worked there uh, named Todd Wheat. Any of y'all remember Todd? Yeah. I don't. I know the name. I know the name. I know the name. Yeah, Todd was, Todd was a big offensive lineman. And for a long time during mm-hmm. Todd's yeah. life, he was homeless. Being homeless, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, introduced Todd to drugs and all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Even though he was people that were around that really, really did care about Todd. Them, them scars never left Todd. Okay. He ended up um, dying of a drug overdose after he had been in the NFL, just like you just said. You get all this money, and you have to uh-huh. learn how to deal with your issues. And football kind of masked all of them. Oh, he's good at football, so he's all right. And they're not all right. And a lot of times athletes are not going to tell people, hey, I have issues. I have a problem. This is what I'm dealing with. Okay. Da, 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 da. All they want to know is, can you suit up on Saturday or Sunday and go out there and yep. entertain us for a while. And that's a that's a sad but true thing. So um, it's a conversation that needs to be had. I, I need to get the YouTube channel information because I really want to tune into it because that's a really I, big I, deal. I'll like, it really is. Yeah. I'll say to you, but, D, I want to piggyback on you and what Walter said. And I think what Walter's question to about where the father was, you guys just well, brought up a lot of points to where yeah, you guys just brought up a lot of points to where that question should be, where was the father, or where was the father figure? See, mm-hmm. one thing right. about sports, yeah. the, 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 the one thing about sports that I think gets lost in a lot of uh, this social media instant access society that we live in, fans are finicky. Fans are going to love you when you do great, and they're going to criticize uh-huh. you for being team petty, like, I, like myself you. with LeBron. Yes, and they will uh-huh. dog you when you are not on a team. But see, that's when you need to have a strong male voice for our black young uh-huh. men to talk to them and say, hey, right. you got to understand the dynamic of this thing, son. These people are going to love you as long as you're doing well. But when you, as soon as you can't help that team, their voices are going to turn against Bye-bye. you. And, it, and, it's, and it, may seem, it may even seem real. It may even seem real to the point where you're like, well, dang, they hate me. No. You gotta understand, they don't know you the person. All they see you as a player. That's it. So that's that's one of the explanations I always have to have with people when I say I don't like LeBron James. I don't like LeBron James the player. I don't know LeBron James the person. I root against LeBron right. James the player. But the things that LeBron uh-huh. James the person that has been reported that he's done, still yeah. I love that the brother giving it back to the community. But the player mm-hmm. I'm not gonna root for. See, that's, that's two different dynamics. 
So I just think that's right. an opportunity. That's an opportunity when Walter said, "Where was the father?" Or where was but, the father? But see, my thing was, I, I agree. Okay, I see what you're saying, but I wasn't even concentrating mm-hmm. on that part of it. I just was concentrating on the mental health aspect of it, and it makes sense that if you need, if you see someone that need help. Man, get that person. But that, that was a great point of view. But to me, it was two different issues. And, you know, that was my whole thing. Because the kid name is Bryce Golly. He, he yeah. you know, that's my thing. They saw that he, the thing is, I, I, I see what he's saying about that. But the thing is, they saw that this kid need help and no one got the kid to help. And that hurt, you know, that it, it, it's just sad, man. A lot well, of, hey, any life, you know. Can I ask you a question? Zach, is the is is the question did that did anybody have that kid's best interest at heart? That's a question that that I, that's a right. serious that's, conversation that's right, a question right yeah. there. Right. Right. I think it's I think his mom did. I think his mom did. Um, I'm gonna hit on something that's a little bit bigger than just sports and even community. It's the state of our country. Uh-huh. If you have issues, you can't just go somewhere and get help. If you ain't got the proper insurance or this Good or point. that, they don't care what's wrong with you. You can't get mm-hmm. no help. So. We don't know because his mom was very emotional. That's another issue. And and she was like real concerned because she knew he needed help. But where was she going to go? If she don't have the requisite requirements that everybody says you got to have, or she's not well connected with people who can put her down with somebody who can really help him, what do you do then aside Uh from pray? Because that's the only other answer you got is to pray for him. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people know that they have issues. All of us on this phone know somebody in our neighborhood that grew up, and everybody in the neighborhood say, "Yo, don't talk to such and such because he's crazy. He might not have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he might have had something real traumatic happen yeah. to him, and nobody got him help. Right. He wanted he could be helped. The resources ain't always there for you, and that's the sad part about it. It would be better <laughs> if, you know what I mean, a country, a country with as much money as we have when it's getting homeless people. Because from my understanding, the boy, his mama would live in and out of their car with his sibling for a right. while from the part of the story that I read. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this country should be homeless with as much money as we have. So it, it's it's a that, that whole situation, that whole conversation is, can be so broad. Guys, it really can. We can fill up two days no, just sitting up talking about it. It can. It can. You're right. And see, you guys bring so many different aspects to it, so many different point of views to go with that. And which, wow, this is bigger than what I thought. You know, I, I, I just... Like I said, my whole point was, man, I don't know. Now you kind of make me feel like, dang, you're right. Because if you can't afford the help, where do you turn to? Okay, yeah, well, there's no father. Who do you turn can, can to? I what do you do? Well, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask this question. Now, this kid, got, he, he was able to get a scholarship to um, Georgia Tech, right? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. He can play. So, yeah, so my thing ball. is, yeah. what, what are his football coaches, I mean, they they didn't notice something something was wrong. Again, that turns to the question. I mean, it, 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 depends, it, it depends on what kind of person the coach was. Exactly. Yeah, it depends. So I know when I, when I coach, I coach. You know, I coach down and walk color for nine and a half. Uh, Mike, they could have been the type of coaches. All they care about is winning. They don't give a crap. Once they won the game, they may not have yeah. cared about it. Yeah, you they go won on, the man. game. That was it. That is crazy. So it's, there's mean, so many unknowns in that situation. Right. There's so, so there's there are a lot of there are a lot of unknowns in that situation. But Zach, you hit on something uh, very key. What you just said in regards to there were different uh, perspectives brought that made you probably change your thinking. That's what conversation right. does. That's what that's why yeah, true, I think true. if people are able to have right. conversation, 
Even if you don't, even if we don't agree, you know what I'm saying? Even if you don't agree with my point, I don't agree with your point, but it's still, it's the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with someone. And that, that's my biggest thing. I've I've learned this as I've gotten older. Sometimes it's it's okay to have a conversation with someone you don't agree with on everything. I love having conversations with Republicans. I really do. Because Everything ain't about the way I see things. Sometimes it's okay to see things right. from a different lens or someone else's point of view. So right. that's my thing. I mean, and, and, have a conversation and, and, whether it's uncomfortable or not. Just have one. Yeah, and think about it like this. Think about it like this. We're all on this phone, right? If I have an issue right. with something, mm-hmm. I can call Will and be like, bro, I need to talk yep. to you real quick. That can call me and be like, bro, I need to talk to you. Of course. Mike, and, and I can call I Mike and be like, I can, I can talk to somebody. What I'm saying is we have people – we have a system that we can depend on and say, hey, I need to talk to one of my boys, man. I need to talk to one of my brothers and get them on the phone and be like, hey, man, this is what I got going on. Think about how many people yep. don't have that. And they're in those yep. situations, and they don't, everybody don't have the pressure real. And if you have no outlets and no support system, man, it can go off the rail real fast. That's a bad Boy, you, you, And you three guys know, you, you three guys know what I went through in 2016 and part of 2017. Yeah. And I've I woke y'all up at times. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're so wow. right. That that being able to have being able to have somebody to talk to when you're in the midst of the storm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's prayer. I'm not gonna never down prayer because I can tell you this this much. I know prayer was mainly the reason I was able to keep to stay sane in that situation and be lifted out of that situation. But it was still good to have a practical conversation with my brothers when I needed y'all to just right. listen. And even sometimes y'all had to provide advice. So you're right. It's good Lord, to have my talk. I, I can tell y'all about my, my brother right there. I've had many, 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 many sleepless nights. Worried about especially when he gets in one of, when he gets in one of his, his movies, he don't like to, he don't like to answer the phone Answer a phone, your phone call. So, and you, in the last time you talked to him, he was in, in a bad state of mind. And boy, he put me, he put me through. I know how his daddy feels sometimes now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what though, Mike? Even with that, even with that, Mike, the good thing I about was, it was at least he had somebody, he had somebody I, checking on him. Oh, Even if he right. answered, he saw that he saw you calling. Man, yeah, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to Mike right now. But he saw you calling. Yeah. At least he knew somebody was concerned. That kid, yeah. uh-huh. his mama, probably nobody around him really cared that much. I live in Palm uh-huh. Beach County. It's hard down there. Right. <laughs> it really is. For a, 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 yeah. a kid with with little siblings and everybody probably looking at him, he might be a fringe mm-hmm. college prospect at best. And his family probably like he I'll take it out. Yep, that's a lot and to that's, do, that's man. Real that's a lot to do. That's real pressure. Yeah, that's that's yeah, real that's, pressure. You didn't, you didn't add it to it. You didn't add it to it. You're right. Oh my God. You, so, you know, so, yeah, story, just, we have to that, be there for each other and for our and for the younger ones that we can get to. We have to be there for them, even if you don't do them, just sit and listen to them. Right. And sometimes that's exactly. sometimes that's all that's needed, D. Sometimes that's all that's yeah. needed is just. You know, somebody just want want a person to talk to. You know, and I I truly believe, uh, you you gotta have somebody to talk to. You you can't bottle that stuff up. You can't keep that stuff inside of you. You better talk to somebody. And 
and, and unfortunately for that young man, he you know he didn't do it. But like you said, Zach, I, I would hope that this conversation that we have and reach somebody, and they'd be like, you know what, I'm, I might be struggling with something. You know, I need to call somebody right. and have a conversation, or even if it is, call a hotline number or whatever it is. You know, sometimes it helps to talk about it. You know, don't keep it all bottled up inside of you. Sometimes it helps, even if you think it's not quote unquote a black thing or it's not something that's supposed to, it's a stigma not supposed to be in the black community. Man, mental health follows yeah. everybody. You, everybody you ain't manly. Exactly. You ain't manly. Stop being a punk. Let, let me ask you yeah, this exactly. question since we're on the subject of mental health. Or mental health. Now, we mm-hmm. all know that breast cancer awareness is October. We yeah, all, okay. Most of us may all know that Women's Month is March. We, as men, we may know that domestic violence is in October. Not too many men or women even know that it shares the same month with breast cancer. But how hmm. many men, black and white, know when mental health and suicide prevention month is? Hmm. Wow. Not, I don't know mental health and I don't even know? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. In September. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> And give me two minutes, give two minutes, and I and I'm done. Okay. It's interesting. September is the month for Suicide Prevention Month and mental health, but when you look at the Jewish calendar, uh-huh. what does they celebrate? They're celebrating Rosh Hashanah, which is new beginnings and new seasons. You see the perspective of how they view life versus how we view life in the Western culture in America. And so what I what I've come to understand in seeing that dynamic two years ago, that like you said, we have to be able to have the courage to talk to another person, to be able to see what we're going through, so that way we can view not just September but any month, rather be January, to say okay, despite what I've been through, this is a new chapter in my life because, you know depending on how long your book of your story is going to be, there are going to be times where you feel like where the story is just not moving. And then that, that to feel like that the story is no longer inter, uh, interesting anymore. There's no more romance. There's no more drama. It seems like it's all yeah. over. But that just because the story has those moments does not mean that there's still not a next chapter for it. And so as we have these discussions, I, I think, the biggest takeaway that, like I said, Will, I want is that man, that young man's name that we talked about, if you could just put it in the chat for me and it's the messenger. Uh, but then also understand that when we talk to one another, we have to point one another to say, hey, look, you have another chapter. There's another story here to be written for your life. <laughs> you know, I dealt, I dealt with suicide and uh, trying to take my life at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, when I was like 18, 19 years old, but uh-huh. I, I would not have known how how God would turn my life around had I would have given in to that voice and that spirit and say, just go ahead and take the life, take these pills, just go ahead and mm-hmm. just drive the car off the cliff. Go, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, right. Sitting in in a, in a yeah. mental ward place and have to ask the doctor. Am I crazy? And he just said, no, you just had a moment where you just separated yourself from reality. You are not crazy. Uh-huh. Wow. You allowed your circumstance to separate yourself from the truth of reality. 
and have to sit in a place for two weeks watching real crazy people and saying, no, what are you doing? Again. Right. <laughs> what you are right. you doing here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we talk to one another, I, I think we need to encourage one another to say, hey, look, there is more to your story that has to be written. Right. There is another chapter. Yes. And, and, and you will see the end of the book. Because, you know, I was telling, talking to Lou on his show yesterday, and to me, the legacy and the story of David Stern, you know, watching yes. it in the early days of, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics on CBS and then going to Chicago and the Jazz on the on NBC and then you went to ABC and how he took this game and how he how the Lord was you I don't know what to say, but how the Lord was using his life to write this story that we all enjoy for and now you have sports talk shows that you have individuals like Will who have a passion who want to draw other men together talk. You know, so um, you know, it's important for us to understand when that month is. And when that month comes, not, you know, the same way women take breast cancer awareness so seriously, we need to take that month seriously as well. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay. Amen. Did you just so, say I'm, amen? I love all of you. <laughs> yeah, hey, I love all of you. Stop me to go punch the clock. <laughs> he, 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 put, he put down the message, man. I already said amen. He did. Oh, you? Time. Oh, I, yeah, I know, right? Hey, hey that'll preach I right there. All right, I if, if, if we're going to say amen, pass the offer in place so we can use that towards the towards towards Will. Well, if he needs equipment, <laughs> pass the offer in place so we can use that for Will. If he needs new podcasts and stuff, we'll take the offer. <laughs> <laughs> Take up the offer. Be safe, my brother, man. Be safe. Have a good shift. Yes. Holler at you, man. Whenever you need me, yes, give me sir. a holler. Yeah. Will do. All right. Wow. All right, we're down to the last five minutes of the show. Um, Walter just closed us out with the benediction. <laughs> so I'm going to ask somebody to give us uh... <laughs> So I'm going to go around. I'm going to go around to everybody and uh, just, hey, you can you can talk about you know what's been going on, how, uh, what's your, what are your plans for 2020, or just 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 give me whatever. I I don't even care. Walter got me just just a deep thought right here. But anyway, I'm gonna start with Mr. Mike Walker first. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> well, you know you know I, I just um, I just got back from Florida, so I was at O'Hare um, Airport yesterday, and I seen all our servicemen. Go um get ready to go back to battle here in the United States. So say a prayer for all our servicemen and as we keep them safe from any hurt, harm, or danger. That's where I'm at right now, my friend. That's real. Luke. All right. Well, okay. Well, in the beginning, uh, no, I'm just kidding about that. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Said it All right. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just testing you guys. Okay. Anyway, uh, the the show started up again last night. Uh, we're on five to seven. The enhanced sports show. Uh, the number is now taking effect. It is now five one three, five four two. No five one. No, I'm sorry. Five one two five four three four six six two. And we're on five to seven, and that's East Coast time. 
Very good show. I, w- I would advise anybody that's, that's listening right now or anybody that's on the phone right now, check them out. It's, it's really it's a really interesting show. Their their panel, his panel was large. <laughs> that's what that's what I learned. I was like, wow, there's, there's a lot of people on here. Well, but, well, but it's, hopefully it's a real you can come in on Saturday. Hopefully you can come in on Saturday. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I I, I missed you. I missed you yesterday, and by the time I, I was engrossed in that football game yesterday, so I missed you. Yeah, uh, your time right. That's what it was. So was I, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Derek Wilson. Yes, sir. Derek. Man, I'm looking forward to a real productive year in 2020. Hopefully, if um, the Lord see it to work out, I plan on starting my men's ministry this year. I'm actually sitting here holding DJ now. He's looking at me like, Daddy, who are you talking to? And he keeps bugging me, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I want to see where the show goes. And if everything works out, I actually plan on start on doing a show. This year, I've been trying to get my wife to do one with me, like a couple show, but I don't know how that's going to work. But my son wants to do one, so thinking about doing one with him just to kind of see what's on his mind. He might be able to get him to open up a little bit, get some of his little buddies on, and just have a good time, man. I want this year to be a productive year where I happen to life and it don't happen to me. Wow. Yeah, he said a mouthful. <laughs> he, he did. Hey, I, hey man. This, this, hey, that's that's get real. to the point this, where we affect life, and life don't just affect us. That is so true. That is no real statement could be made, and I know real is not a word. But anyway, um, I want to thank every last one of you guys that's been on here. You guys just don't realize how it's a, it's really important to me to get different perspectives. Um. A lot of times in our culture, people say that we can't have conversations that are real. And I disagree with that. I think we can. I think even if we come from a different perspective, if we come from a different thought process or from different backgrounds, no matter what, I think we can have a real conversation. Minus the cursing, the minus, you know, us going back and forth at each other and blowing up at each other. We can really have a real conversation and agree to disagree at points. This is a sports show. I created this show for different fans to come on and get their different opinions about sports. But one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years, and Mike can attest to this, sometimes our conversation turns to things outside of sports. To what I used to reel it back in and say, nah, let's have fun, let's talk about sports, let's stay light because the everything outside of sports is so real, and I don't want to think about that on this show. I learned, do you know what? Go where the conversation goes. It's okay to have a conversation outside of sports on a sports show. I just want 2020 to be good for everybody that's under the sound of my voice. I want you to try to fulfill your dreams. Go for your goals. Do what you need to do to make yourself feel fulfilled. That is a hard task in everyday life for just the average person because we're always 